Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hello and welcome to today's live on learning style fundamentals for managers. Um, I hope that this live is uh, is useful information for those of you that are managers. It's very, very important and something that trainers learn as part of their uh, ongoing training and development for becoming um, for becoming trainers in the adult education sector. Something that's part of the award for education and training, which is a uh, level three qualification, which a lot of um, a lot of trainers in the adult space learn. But this is something that's really, really useful for for managers. So if you have people, uh, it's really good for you to be able to understand how your team members learn and how best to present information to them to help them understand and help them uh, improve in their in their professional development as well. So there's four key um, learning styles that I wanted to talk about today. And the first one is and and may I just say a bit of a caveat here, there are no preferred learning styles, there is no, um, or no better learning style one way than another. Um, it is whatever works best for the individual. And uh, there's no one is better than another, or I'm this and you're that and that's not as good, because actually, that's not the case at all. What's really, really important is that um, everyone is valued and everyone, you, you understand how different people learn and actually it's just a preference for them and there is no better way of doing it but what does happen as a manager and the important thing that's important to realize is that you will have your preferred learning style as a manager and what will happen is is the the instinct is to share things the way you are, are represented or the way that you learn yourself uh, with other people and that might not work for them and actually sometimes that can be or become quite frustrating and be a bit challenging so it's important to actually meet people, meet your team where they are and um, and to and to sort of help develop them in a way that works well for them as the individual. So like I say, there is no better or worse uh, type of learning style, but it's important to, to listen to and speak to and understand your team and how they best learn and make sure you check in. You know, are they understanding? Ask questions to check understanding. Is this working for you? Um, or how can I explain this? How can I explain this in a different way uh, to help you understand and being patient with people? So the rule number one, actually, when it comes to learning style fundamentals is being patient with people, being patient with your team. But anyway, on to the content. So four key learning styles. And what I'm going to talk about is how those learning styles are, but also understanding how that links with uh the representational systems that we talk about, particularly in the NLP community. So the first one is visual learners. So visual learners usually tend to help understand and retain information when it's presented to them in a graphic depiction, such as arrows, charts, diagrams and symbols, that kind of thing. And it's useful to make sure when you when you demonstrate something to somebody and when they're trying to process it, and particularly if they're a visual learner, then you, you show it in a visual way for them. So 
historically people would have used PowerPoint presentations or they might have used video or they might have drawn pictures for people to help them process and understand. So visual learners will learn in that way. And often, often learning materials are geared for visual learners because often it's, it's a common learning style. And some people, some people in your team will have the ability to learn in various ways and will be able to employ all four learning styles. But particularly for visual learners, draw diagrams, pictures, colour. Um, I got uh, lambasted the other day for drawing a picture in one of my classes and not using loads and loads of colour. Um, so it's important to make sure you do that. Make sure you represent something in a visual way, particularly for visual learners. The next one is auditory or oral learners. So auditory learners prefer listening to information that's presented to them vocally. And these learners will work well in group settings where vocal collaboration is present and they may enjoy reading out loud as well. So auditory learners will like there to be some noise um, and they will like to have conversations with people and to help and that will help aid their understanding. So a really good example is if you're a very visual learner, for example, and not very auditory focused, you might struggle to learn or process or comprehend information from an audio book, for example. So if you had Audible subscription, you may not enjoy audio quite as much as you would enjoy um, reading something yourself. But auditory learners, they would enjoy listening to information and, and that kind of thing. The third style is reading and writing. So focusing on the written word, Reading and writing learners succeed with written information as part of worksheets and presentations and other text heavy resources. So you all know those people that sit in a meeting and make loads and loads of notes. So that might be really useful for, for them to make sure they read and write and understand things in that sense. So making sure that you've got plenty of material for people. They might be quite detail focused people. So where a visual person, they just need to know the bigger picture and they might want to just carry on from there. A reading and writing preference may indicate that somebody needs a bit more information to help them process something. It doesn't mean that they're a slower learner. It just means that their preference is to make sure they have as much detail as possible. And then the fourth style is what I call kinesthetic. So taking a physically active role, kinesthetic learners are hands-on. Um, they're engaging with all of their senses during any coursework, and they tend to do well in sort of scientific studies where things are like hands-on and they get to do some stuff. So practical exercises, role play, doing stuff, that kind of thing, putting people in somebody else's shoes um, will help aid a kinesthetic learner type. Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're proud to sponsor a Half Dozen Things podcast. Flagship Partners help their clients become safer, greener, and greater through a range of consultancy and training services. We offer audits through to risk assessments, contracts through to support with managing your culture, all the way from mandatory training through to management training as well. So if you need any support, please do get in touch with Flagship Partners today. What that then represents is those four key learning styles are, are then integrated in an NLP uh, standpoint. We talk about what's called representational systems. So as individuals, we have an understanding of the world around us and we process the things that happen and the world around us in different ways. And how we process that is through our senses. So we've got our eyes, we've got our nose, we've got our ears. We've got our, our mouth, we've got our taste and touch as well. And we have preferred systems. And often you can pick these up because it predicates in, in the conversation that we have. So a really good example 
is the way I look at this, it's still rather unclear. Okay, so if you were to hear one of your team members say, the way I look at this, it's still unclear. The fact that they've used that predication of look at potentially infers that they have a visual preference for learning. So they're looking at something um, and the way they choose their language in that sense means that potentially they're a visual learner and it means that you may need to show them in a more visual way. So it's really important to listen carefully for those language cues that your team members may, may make and to help you explain things in a better way. Uh, for example, another example is I don't really feel comfortable with this. So you've guessed it. If you think about what the different uh, sections of those words in the verb there is feel. So I really don't feel comfortable with this, which lends itself to a kinesthetic learner type. So somebody hasn't felt it. They, they're not really feeling it at the moment. So you'd think about when you're trying to educate or show show that person something or help develop them their understanding of something, you would look to help them actually do, do what they're telling you, which is help them feel it um, and, and look for ways to do that. And if this really doesn't sound right to you, if you're listening to this and it really doesn't sound right to you, then potentially um, you'll be an auditory learner and therefore you like to listen to things. And it might mean that if somebody says this doesn't sound right to them, it means you need to explain a little bit more. They need to listen to you a bit further in a bit more detail to help them understand. So you might need to adjust your language. You might need to adjust the way you're showing them because you might be offering something in a visual context, for example, um, and it doesn't sound quite right to them. So they're not quite processing it. So think about ways that you can help them to process that information. And then the other the other preference is, um, or the other representational system is what we call AD, auditory digital. And this is processed through language and dialogue and how that's often represented will be through asking questions, asking lots and lots of questions for people. So um, some people, you will know those people if you're ever in a classroom environment and I've certainly been in a few, they'll be the people that are quite happy to ask lots and lots of questions. So some people will sit quietly um, and just process and they'll just want to go off and do stuff straight away. As soon as they've learned something and they've got the basics of it, let me just go and do it, you know. Whereas uh, AD preference and auditory digital preference, they might ask lots and lots of questions which will help develop their understanding. And again, like I say, there's no, there's no right or wrong preferences. I'm just helping uh, make people watching and listening to this um, uh, help them to understand those things. So... Um, different cues for different learning styles. So from a visual point of view, so if someone's a visual learner or they've got a visual uh, uh, preference for their rep representational system, they'll often be um, head, head sort of pointed upwards, fast speech in a high tone. Um, they'll often be describing things in visual terms. So they'll be drawing a picture in the way that they explain something. There might be lots of gestures um, and creating images around them, um, which will help you to understand that they're potentially a visual a visual learner. So an auditory learner is to speak in quite a pronounced way. Um, they're quite likely to be distracted if there's lots of noise going on and that kind of thing. That might be quite uh, an ineffective learning environment environment for them. So somebody with that preference might prefer a quiet environment where it's very much focused on uh, listening and learning. Um, so making sure that you say things a couple of times they love verbal feedback and like to talk things through so it's really important to have a good conversation with an auditory or someone with an auditory preference then a kinesthetic preference um, so people are often got highly developed awareness of feeling and touching 
Um, they like to make sure that they do hands-on activities and make sure that you keep them physically active uh, during the learning process. Uh, they might not enjoy necessarily sitting still and listening to a chalk and talk session. Uh, so I'd very much give them the opportunity uh, to be able to get involved, try and do and show people so that they can help uh, help themselves to, to learn and develop that way. And then finally, auditory digital, uh, which is the other one is, um, you know, something they might say would be something like, wow, you know, and then I say to myself, wow, that would be a great idea. That demonstrates a real auditory digital type uh, thing to say. And generally speaking, they'll ask plenty of questions to help them understand and develop their understanding of things. So, And sometimes there might be some conflict there potentially because a visual learner will get things sometimes very quickly if they're shown a picture, for example, and um, you know they're, they're shown a diagram, they, they start to process the information and potentially they might be away on the one hand and actually someone else might have lots and lots of questions. So the really important thing to do as a manager um, and helping your team learn and develop is to really listen to them and really start to engage and ask lots of questions of them as to how their understanding is and how better you can explain things to help support them. Because the ultimate thing is to be patient and to help listen and to be able to help meet people where they are, help support them where they are and help meet their needs for learning as well. So I hope you found this useful. If you've got any comments, please do drop it by and um, I will see you next week on the next one. If you're interested to find out more about me, uh, the business is Flagship Partners um, and we are based in Peterborough. We do lots of learning and development and we do lots of coaching and leadership coaching. So if you are looking for anything like that, please do get in touch, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And I also have a podcast called a half dozen things podcast, um, which we're taking a break from during August. But I've been busy recording some episodes that will be going live from the beginning of September. So please do subscribe to that and check out the flagship partners YouTube channel. Um, there's always lots and lots of video, uh, uh, lots of videos and interesting things there. Johnny caught some useful info on the back end there. Thank you. Good. I'm pleased you've enjoyed it, Johnny. Uh, it'd be great to catch up when you're free. Um, take care and hopefully that's been really useful. Please do watch it back and share it with your colleagues who are also managers for people too. Thank you very much. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.